Community Matters, Saturday mornings, 95.3 WBCK and BattleCreekPodcast.com. Brought to you by Lakeview Ford Lincoln and downtown Battle Creek. Richard Pyatt here, joined now by Nick Sharippa at MDOT. Nick, hello. Cheers. You have to uh, really try hard not to notice already all of the orange barrels that are out. (laughs) The state flower is a bloom. That's right. It is. Uh, it's a good year, I guess, for those because they're popping up quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we had a conversation not long ago, folks, you might have heard that, that centered really on the idea of the work that's going to be done on the Capitol Avenue bridge. But as we really sort of glossed over when we talked about that last time, this is part of a bigger project. And that project is underway, Nick. Right. Very much so. Yep. So we're we've just started mostly with median work. Uh, we'll be we're building some median crossovers and putting up barricades and that kind of thing. Uh, and it's all kind of the first part of a three year project. We're repaving ten miles of I ninety four from Helmer Road out to seventeen and a half mile road, and it's not the whole stretch. There's little breaks here and there where we're not actually doing anything because we've just done it recently. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that 10 miles of repaving, and then we're also rebuilding nine bridges and repairing eight others. That's a fun number to throw out. We'll explain right. that more later, but uh, it's a $160 million project this year, next year, 2024. Uh, and then a little bit in early 2025, we're actually going to be repaving the Battle Creek rest area on Eastbound 994 in 2025. That's the only bit of the project that happens that year, but it is a three-year project. But most of the project uh, happens this year, 2023, and, and next year, 2024. So uh, remind me again, the boundaries of this project. Homer Road to 17 and a half mile. Yeah, there's your stretch right there. Beginning and the end, yeah. 17 bridges in that stretch that are going to get your attention. It sounds like a lot of bridges, but <laughs> to break it down a little bit. So the Capitol Avenue bridge is the only single bridge out of all of those. It is Capitol Avenue over I-94. We're rebuilding mm-hmm. that, but it's one bridge. The other 16 are actually eight I-94 bridges, but there's one eastbound and one westbound. So there's two separate bridges, an yeah. eastbound and a westbound, but it's one location. So 17 sounds like a whole lot of bridges. I think for practicality's sake, it's actually nine but Mm -hmm. we are rebuilding nine of those eight i-94 bridges and one uh, the capitol avenue bridge and then repairing eight other bridges so four locations on i-94 right it makes sense of course because 94 is two separate pieces of roadway one going east one going west so the bridges are not one bridge in in many cases Yeah. yeah this has been a concern right for a long time we've heard about the bridge aging is that the word i guess that uh, requires this kind of attention yeah so while you're here in this stretch it makes sense to to just tackle all of that doesn't it it really does you know most of this stretch of i-94 and the bridges right these were all built in the early 60s for the most part uh some of them have been rebuilt most folks in battle creek will remember the riverside drive bridge debacle back in 2009 2010 Mm. so some of them are are newer um, and only require a little bit of work. Obviously, even if it's 20 years old, 10 years old, still needs maintenance. We still have to be there. So uh, that's kind of the eight bridges we're repairing, right? Those are the newer bridges. They're in better condition, a little more rehabilitation than replacement there. Uh, but then you have other bridges. You've got six and a half mile road bridge, uh, Beetle Lake Road, M294, uh, the nine mile road bridges and the Kalamazoo River bridges. Those are all being rebuilt. So older bridges, 
you know, we've repaired them as best we can for as long as we can, but they've kind of reached the end of their service life, as you'd say. And the other aspect of that, too, how many times a year do we hear people ask about when are you going to widen I-94 across the state to at least, you know, six lanes, three lanes in each direction? The short answer is no time soon. But that doesn't mean we're not aware of it. And that's not something we look at on a case-by-case basis. Can't so just add we, that on for this project. Right. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, the easiest part is building that third lane in each direction. That's uh-huh. not that expensive or complicated. The big piece of it all is rebuilding these bridges that were only designed to accommodate four lanes, not six. Right, right. So while we don't have any plans, and to be very clear here, we don't have any plans to widen this stretch of I-94 anytime soon, uh, that doesn't prohibit us from building new bridges that can accommodate those extra lanes should that project happen later in the future. So, mm-hmm. you know, these bridges that were built 50, 60 years ago to accommodate, 70 years ago to accommodate four lanes are now being rebuilt to accommodate six should that eventuality happen. What's the general lifespan of a bridge? I mean, if you think about, I just drove between mm-hmm. Battle Creek and Detroit, so I see all the stuff you're talking about. I drove in the mid to late afternoon. Man. Uh, semis and semis and semis. So if you just think about the amount of traffic that goes over a bridge on one single day times 50 years, yeah, is that a, a normal lifespan? You know, it, that's it's a really hard number to give. So bridges that were built 70, 80 years ago, A, they were built for lower speeds. They were built for a fraction of the traffic volume and certainly a very different type of traffic, right? Mm-hmm. And as our traffic has evolved, so have the bridges and the designs. We used to build bridges for 20, 25-year lifespans. Now we're building them for 50, 75-year lifespans. The materials have improved. The engineering has improved. But along with that, we've gotten more commercial traffic. We've gotten higher commercial traffic volumes and higher overall volumes when we get higher speeds. Mm-hmm. So while you know, in the 70s, early 70s, you know, 10 years-ish after I-94 was built, we might have seen... Five to 6,000 vehicles a day moving at 45, 55 miles an hour. Now we're seeing 100,000 vehicles a day traveling between 70 and 80 miles an hour. It's a whole different landscape. So Mm -hmm. as traffic patterns and behaviors and volumes have evolved, so has the engineering that goes behind building those facilities. Well, and and, uh, necessity suggests we need to do that or demands it because... Uh, it's exactly what you're talking about. Lots of weight, lots of traffic, lots of over and over and over again uh, yep. use. So it makes sense that these things have to be done. So that means we just have to be patient, right? We have this stretch that we're talking about here. So if you're driving to Ann Arbor, Detroit, you're going to have this stretch that is uh, being worked on between right. Helmer and 17 and a half. And then right after that is the project that's going on in Jackson, which has been going on for a couple of years Looks great, by the way. It's really wide and and clear, but they're still working over there. So you're going to get some brake tapping further east. So you just got to be prepared for it, right? Sure, sure. And, you know, the upside is it's progress. We're keeping up, kind of. The the downside is we're always going to be doing it, right? As long as people keep driving on it, we're going to have to keep repairing it and replacing it. That's just the nature of transportation infrastructure. Whether we're talking about roads rail, air, or water, does not matter. Infrastructure needs to be replaced eventually, and that's the point we're at. So if it's really fun, if you're in the mood to drive from Indiana to Windsor, Ontario, you are going <laughs> to hit a number of projects. Yeah. We're starting one on 94 in Berrien County. We've got a US-31 project. If you're coming up out of South Bend, be aware of that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have this project in Battle Creek, but not before you go through the I-94 Portage Road project in Kalamazoo. Then you hit the I-94 project just west of Jackson, then in Jackson proper. Then beyond that, we get into Ann Arbor and the metro area. So there's lots of work because there's lots of traffic. There's lots of need. No work going on in Ann Arbor, no, Detroit. None ever. No, <laughs> those, those are amazingly not driven so yeah <laughs> right. real low traffic volumes that side of the state <laughs> so i mean there's you know it, it's it is constant and nobody is more acutely aware of how much of a headache it is than we are because not only are we in charge of building and delivering these projects uh we drive the same roads as everybody else there's no mm-hmm. double secret invisible underground m dot highway that nobody else gets to use <laughs> uh, you know i drive there to see my brother in ann arbor and i've got to take on 94 if i'm driving to officiate hockey on the east side of the state or up north or even if i go into indiana and ohio or chicago i'm going through the exact same projects that everybody else is so we get it we really yeah. do and i think one of the pieces that goes largely unsaid too often is the men and women in in MDOT, I mean, the, the people in our agency who who design these projects, who find the funding for them, who do the environmental pieces, who do the real estate part, who do the construction of it. I mean, every aspect of the project, the people in MDOT who do them take these very personally. This work is very personal to us because it's not just the public who are using it. It's us. It's our friends. It's our family. You know, we're taking these same roads to go to the same churches, the same schools, the same grocery stores the same sporting events, you know, we're, we're taking them too. So we really do put our heart and soul into what we do because we take that safety and that that performance very seriously. And uh, we haven't even approached the notion of uh, safety and, and all of that. I have to tell you, I was this week going through a, a construction zone on the way to Detroit. Uh, most people were behaving 60 miles an hour, 45 were workers present. That's impressive. Here comes, I see him in the left. Left side view mirror. Here he comes right past me, man, slow down. It is amazing. People have trouble with that. Yeah. I I honestly think it's, so there's a disconnect when you're driving on a freeway. I don't care which one it is. And then whatever state you're driving on the freeway and you see the orange barrels coming, right? You know, there's construction coming you see the reduce your speed signs. And Mm -hmm. um, at this point, I think most people know that when you get to a construction zone, you reduce your speed, it should be automatic. The problem is they may not see work going on, which is legitimate. If it's a 10 mile stretch of highway, they only be working on a mile or two at a time, or maybe a bridge. And they might even be working above that bridge. You don't see the workers at all. Uh So it doesn't look like you should be slowing down or you would have to, because there's nothing going on. But there's a flip side to that, that visual safety piece. If you look at any standard the profile of a freeway, there's lots of room on either side, whether there's a concrete barrier or a grass median, whether there's a guardrail on your right or not, you can go all the way to the right away fence, whatever that profile looks like. And it's, it's fairly open. Wide, full shoulders, plenty of room to correct should something go wrong Hmm. uh, at a 70 mile an hour design speed. Right. Get into a construction zone, that space to correct any kind of error is dramatically decreased. Uh, You don't have full shoulders. You might be right up against a concrete barrier. You know, if it's two lanes wide in your direction, maybe right up against a concrete barrier and a set of cones. You don't get but a couple inches to correct if you, something goes wrong. And at 70 miles an hour, that's not enough room. It's going to end poorly. That's to say nothing of, of 80 or 85. Correct. So yeah. that's part of the reason we ask people to reduce their speed is 
there is just isn't enough room for you to correct should something go wrong. And not even if you're if something goes wrong in your vehicle. If something goes wrong two or three vehicles ahead, you need time to react. And if you're going 70 plus miles an hour in a construction zone, you're not going to have enough time. Yeah. Because nobody leaves the right amount of room between them and the vehicle in front of them, right? Everybody can That's read true. can read the writing on whatever pamphlet the passenger is reading in the car ahead of them. Um <laughs> you know, there should be five or six car lengths. There usually isn't more than one if there's one. So right. that time to correct, that time to be safe is dramatically reduced. And the faster you go, the less time there is. There's that piece of it. And then to go back to the obvious piece, I mean, the folks who are driving through construction zones, obviously they're trying to get somewhere uh, and they want to get there safely. The people who are working construction zones want the same thing. They want to get home safely to their families at night. And anytime motorists are jeopardizing that, they're doing so selfishly. And I, I don't think that part of it is consciously thought about when, when folks are driving through construction zones. Yeah. And we're, we're in our own worlds focused on getting wherever we're going. We all do that. We get behind the wheel. We know where we're going. The radio, the phone, the conversation you're having with the person next to you, whatever it is, there's work project you've got going on and the meeting you're heading to, or what's for dinner tonight, or what am I going to buy my spouse for their anniversary? Or There's a million different thoughts happening at the same time, all while you're driving a vehicle. And driving a vehicle, uh, operating a vehicle uh, on a public roadway is the most inherently dangerous thing we do every day. And we all take it for granted. <laughs> That's we all true. take it for granted. Yep, very true. So when you're working on these bridges, by the way, it's mm-hmm. uh, I guess for not a technical term, but in Richard's world, half at a time or something, because you've got to maintain the traffic through it, right? That is darn near the technical term. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, in in 2023, so this year, uh, we're going to rebuild the bridge at Capitol Avenue, and we can talk about that in detail. And the westbound bridges; these are all rebuilding the. Westbound I-94 bridges over six and a half mile road, uh, M294 Beetle Lake Road, nine mile road in the Kalamazoo River, and then we're doing all the repaving uh, in 2023 from Helmer Road to Riverside Drive, and then from 11 mile road to 17 and a half mile road. Those are the two chunks, mm-hmm. uh, and that'll all be done this year. So next year in 2024, we're going to do the eastbound bridges, rebuild them over six and a half mile road M294, nine mile road in the Kalamazoo River. And then do the repairing on the other bridges between Riverside and six and a half miles. So there is, it's part width is, is kind of how it's described. It's yeah. not true part width, but we'll be shifting traffic. So doing all the, the westbound this year. So all the traffic will be shifted over to the eastbound side, uh, for 2023. And then in 2024, we'll shift everywhere to the westbound side and do the eastbound bridges. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. What I, when I said half, I was thinking about half of the bridge being worked on and the other half being traveled on in right. either direction. But in this case, the, the crossover to the other side means you Correct. can work on that whole bridge at once. Rebuild the entire eastbound while we're got everybody on westbound. And then yeah. yeah. Okay. Now the Capitol Avenue bridge, great segue, Richard, <laughs> uh, the Capitol Avenue bridge, the initial proposal was to build that part with was to keep Half of it open while we built one half and then move traffic over and build the other half. But that is mm-hmm. one contiguous bridge. There's not an eastbound, westbound, or northbound, southbound, as it were. It Makes is one that bridge. tough. Yeah. So we're going to do it, keep it open, rebuild it part width, um, do you know two ramps at a time. So we've got you know, rebuilding the northbound side. We'd be closing two ramps and then vice versa. That would have taken us roughly 240 days. So anybody who's doing math, that's about eight months. 
Yeah, long of, time. Of construction on, on Capitol Avenue. And we worked with our contractors and consultants. They said, we think we can do it instead of 240 days. We can do it in 75 days if we totally close that bridge. That's totally. a huge difference. Right. Now we will take about a third of the time, less than a third of the time. We'll be able to keep the ramps open while we're rebuilding the bridge. It'll save a million dollars in total cost. And contractor, at their expense, stepped up and said, we'll provide a, a shuttle around that bridge on the detour route for pedestrians. Yeah, so that's great. people won't be able to walk across the bridge, obviously, while we're rebuilding it. But the contractor is providing a shuttle service that will drive people around at no cost. We've worked closely with the city to make sure we're maintaining access for, obviously, emergency services, but also for their metro service, their, their public transportation service. We'll be able to get around it. So... A lot of pieces went into that, but that also, <laughs> it seems like it might be more in, invasive, more intrusive, but uh, it's 75 days to 240. We're going to get in, get it done and get out. Huge difference. That's, yeah. And that's yeah. the big, the big bridge rebuild that has kind of been the, the centerpiece of this project. So that's uh, the Capitol Avenue part is like July or something was what you were aiming for, if I recall, right? Yes, it won't start till after the 4th of July, okay. um, and we want to get it done, obviously, in 75 days. So after that 75 days is up, after we have that bridge rebuilt, then we'll do the the ramp rebuilding, the ramp repairs and repaving and rebuilding. And those ramps will take a week or two apiece, but they'll be mm-hmm. able to do two at a time. So we're looking at like another four to six weeks, I think, after the bridge, just for the ramps. So, okay. Moral of the story, I guess, is uh, be prepared if you're a 94 94- traveler in Calhoun County. There's going to be work this season and it has already begun. And uh, even before it began, you saw the cones, the barrels. So uh, trees you, coming out. You, yeah. Lots of uh, stuff that's uh, done to accommodate this kind of uh, work. So nice and smooth after it's done, but uh, a little patience required in the, in the meantime. For I-94 proper, if you're passing through Battle Creek, It'll be a minimal disruption, right? Your crossover, your slowdown might take you a few more minutes, but you'll be able to get through relatively easily. I think the, the bigger piece is going to be on the local road system for folks who are trying to get over I-94 on those bridges, whether it's 9-mile Capitol Avenue, 11-mile Beetle Lake Road, whatever it may be. Those are going to be, I think, a bigger disruption in that local traffic. And it generally takes about a week, maybe two weeks after we start construction and folks figure out their own way to get around construction yeah. that works best for them. We'll have posted detours. We are limited in the roads we can use for posted detours. People are not limited in the roads they can take to get around it. If it's a public road and it's open, you can use it. So um, we've worked with the city a little bit to increase uh, a police presence to speed enforcement uh, in some of those neighborhoods uh, just north of I-94 in Battle Creek, um, where especially around Capitol Avenue, where there likely will be uh, a congestion, a traffic volume increase during construction of Capitol Avenue. But generally, other than that, it's wide open. If it's public, if it's open, you can take it. So find the way that works best for you. Don't feel like you have to stick to our posted detours. All right. All you have to do is uh, follow MDOT on social media for updates on these things as well, right? So That's folks a can... a lot of pressure. Yep. <laughs> You're doing it already. You're keeping us up to yeah, date. We on really that, are. So. so we do have, yep, we've got at uh, MDOT underscore Southwest on Twitter, uh, Michigan DOT on Facebook. Everything I share via email will go out social media as well. So all those updates will be available for folks. The ultimate authority, the greatest online tool that anybody can use is MyDrive. 
Yeah. Uh, Michigan.gov slash drive. It's an, uh, as you well know, Richard, it's an interactive map. Everything we're doing is posted there. It only covers state trunk lines. That's my disclaimer. We don't do yeah. local roads, but any updates for this project as they happen will be posted to that, that, to that map. You'll be able to see, uh, very visually kind of what we're doing and where we're doing it. Um, so if you're heading out on a, on a family vacation or you have a business trip to take, you're going to take care of the road, whatever it may be. Uh, it's not just this project. It's every MDOT project around the state. So that'll give you a really good idea of what you're driving through. All right. And we'll link those uh, to the show notes for this episode at battlecreekpodcast.com. All right, Nick, we're ready. Let's get her done. Well, let's start it first. Sheesh. <laughs> oh, we, sorry. Didn't mean to yeah, rush it. We, we just got the wheels turning, Richard. Uh, yes. Yes. And we will be working diligently uh, for the next couple of years to get through this. So patience is appreciated. We will do our very best to deliver on time and on budget. All right. And we'll stay in touch as uh, new developments warrant. We'll check back in with you. Thanks, Nick. Thank you, Richard. Nick Sharippa with MDOT on Community Matters.